planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. Limits. Liberal, irreverent, oh, and really, really gay. talking tonight about the Caitlin Hunt story, which is all over the media today and this weekend and recently. And so we're certainly going to have a lot of opinions on the matter, but we wanted to bring to light um, the story because it really is an important one. I think that needs to be addressed in terms of our um, justice system throughout the states and um, how they handle these kinds of situations. And so I wanted to quickly say, if you're interested, um, you know, we are on um, tonight for a couple hours. And if you want to call in, the call-in number is 323-843-6160. And you can call in any time during the show, and uh, I'll get to you as soon as I can. I just wanted to quickly give some information about the story for those who are not familiar with it, the listeners who are listening. Uh, by the way, you can always listen to the show on podcasts, on iTunes, uh, Off Limits Show, also, you can get offlimitshow.com on also Facebook and also on Twitter. So, Caitlin Hunt is a Florida teenager um, who faces criminal charges um, because of a same-sex relationship she had with one of, one of her peers in her high school. And I wanted to read to you essentially what um, her page that has been started on Facebook says, um, you know, who she is. And so, because it kind of describes essentially who she is and what's happened. And I'm going to read that to you instead of winging it. So it'll be better that way. So basically this is who Caitlin is. So Kate is a high school senior living in Indian River County, Florida. Until halfway through the school year, she was a student at Indian River High School, where she had been a cheerleader, a varsity basketball player, and a medicine, excuse me, a medical trainee preparing for a career serving others in a nursing field. 
And Kate was a productive and popular member of her high school community and was voted as the student with the most school spirit. Uh, Kate had a girlfriend um, who was a freshman student enrolled in um, classes there, in upper, upperclassmen classes, and that's how they met. And I, as so Kate um, was about three years older than her girlfriend, and they were both in high school and they were peers in the same social circle. So when Kate's girlfriend's parents learned of their relationship and the way that she learned of it, I think, had something to do with her coach. Kate was was um, let go from her her one of her her teams, I think her basketball team, and uh, because her coach learned of their relationship, and somehow I think the coach notified her the other girl's parents about their relationship because she didn't like it because they're lesbians or he did, and so um, when Kate's girlfriend's parents learned of the relationship, they were they went directly to the police to press charges against Kate uh, without sharing any of their objections with her family, and the police recorded a conversation between Kate and her girlfriend, which led to Kate's arrest. Kate was arrested and interrogated extensively without a lawyer present. And Kate's father was a former police officer, so she she trusted the police. She felt she could, you know, she didn't have anything to hide, so she felt she could trust them. Unfortunately, the police took advantage of her trust in order to get her to make incriminating statements. And Kate was eventually charged with two counts of felony, lewd, and lascivious battery on a child, 12 to 16. The prosecutor later offered a plea deal of felony child abuse with two years house arrest, followed by one year probation. And today, each girl, Kate is 18, and her girlfriend that she had was is 15. And um, they, uh, Kate's girlfriend has taken no part in her prosecution, and she denies that she's a victim. She says it was completely consensual. But the law doesn't give her any right in the matter because they say she doesn't have the right to give consent. So Kate's offered to permanently cease contact and leave the state if charges are dropped, but that offer has been rejected by the prosecutor and the girlfriend's parents. So essentially, this is what the case is, and this is what's going on with um, with Kate. Uh, and unfortunately, um, the reason this has happened is because the law says essentially in Florida that if someone is 18 years old and they have sex with someone who's you know considered a minor under the age of 18 uh, or over the age of 14 but under the age of 18 or something like that, then they are um, committing statutory rape. However, the relationship between these two um, began when they were both minors, and it began when they when um, they knew each other. As I said, they were the same social groups. So the reason that Many people are up in a roar about this is because up in a roar about this is because there's no reason for charges to be pressed against Kate because they are contemporaries, they are in the same social circles, so there's absolutely no reason for them to have to go through this or for her have to be going through this at all. And the reason this is happening essentially is because the parents of the girlfriend, uh, Kate's girlfriend, um, didn't like the fact that they felt that Kate was a bad influence on their girl and essentially made her a lesbian or whatever, something of that nature. So there is definitely some homophobic uh, issue in this, involved in this, this uh, predicament as well. So anyway, I wanted to take some callers and see what everybody else thought about this and see if you guys felt that Kate was being treated fairly or unfairly. I certainly feel personally that she's being treated very unfairly and it's unjust what's happening and definitely is, um, you know, because it's happening in Florida and it's happening with um, some semblance of homophobia. So the first caller we have is Ryan and let's see what Ryan has to say. Ryan, are you there? Yeah, I'm right here. Hi, how are you? Um, I'm okay. 
Yeah, I'm just really out, um, outraged by this because I feel like they should drop, just drop the case. She is not, she's not a predator at all. Like, there's so many predators they're not even doing anything about. They were peers in high school, and um, her parents are mad that the girl's gay or whatever. Kate did not turn their daughter gay. Their daughter, daughter is gay because she's gay no matter what who she's with. Right. And I, my my prayers go out to Kate and her family. So. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, and I think that, you know, don't you think it's ridiculous the fact that she – Obviously, she's known this girl. As you said, they were peers, right? And so right. why why does it matter that, you know, why is it, this is what I don't understand. You know, I said this earlier on a post earlier. I said, you know, so she was 17, 364 days old one day, and the next day she turns 18. She's already known this girl. So automatically when she turns 18, all of a sudden she's a predator? That makes no sense yeah. at all. Yeah. So, you know how yeah. people under age when they're in high school and they're just, uh, and and the relationship did start when they were both minors. You know, it's exactly. ridiculous because her parents are homophobes. Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. It's about homophobia. Yeah, I agree. Well, I thank you for calling in. I agree with you, Ryan, completely. And um, hopefully she will get out of this. We'll Hopefully we'll pray for her and hope she gets out of it. So thanks for calling in. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I want to say one more thing. Sure, go ahead. If Kate was really a predator, this is for that little girl's family. If Kate was really a predator, she wouldn't have as many supporters as she has. So, Of course That's not. Absolutely. Uh-huh. Thank you, Ryan. Uh-huh. Okay, bye. All right, bye. You can keep listening if you want to. I'll put you on hold. We're back. Thanks. Okay, so, uh, yeah, so I agree with Ryan about that, and she's absolutely right that, I mean, this is the whole point we're trying to make, most of us who are in support of Caitlin Hunt in this situation, is that she absolutely is not a predator, and the child, the, the laws are meant to protect children against pedophiles and sexual predators, as James Rumsey is saying in the chat room. That's absolutely true. It is not, this is not a situation where you have someone preying on a minor, someone who's a pedophile, who has sex with kids and children only, and has some perversion. This is about some Someone who is, as he had continually said, and as the court knows, as the parents know, that this was a contemporary of this person. She was someone she she knew before, while she was a minor, before she was ever an adult. So it is absolutely ridiculous, and obviously someone with a logical brain knows this. So anyway, now we're going to talk to Richard Patterson. Let's see what Richard Patterson has to say. Richard, are you there? Hey, how's it going? Good. How are you? What do you think about all this? Oh well, uh, considering uh, considering I posted on damn near every thread on the, <laughs> on, the um, on the group in Facebook, which by the way is like literally thousands of people, blowing uh, up strong. It is ridiculously yeah. huge. I mean, there is so much support for this. I mean, she she deserves every little bit of it. And Ryan, as I was about to post on uh, on the chat room through my uh, tablet, I'm about to say, yeah, Ryan hit the nail on the head. In a very simple way, but she hit the nail on the head. Honestly, there is a three-year difference. I went to school with people in St. Lucie County. I'm from, you know, I'm from the 772 area. Mm-hmm. I went to Centennial High. Okay, I I know people to this day that like a few of them to this day are still together with with people that they went to school with. Um, that they were dating in high school, and yes, there's yes. maybe like a two, three year difference between some between some of these people, and it's like, you know, why aren't they being prosecuted? 
Right. I mean, if this is such a big deal, if this is a re- if this is really a bad thing, mm-hmm. why are they not being prosecuted by this? Why aren't their own parents, one of the one or the other, being disturbed by this? Come on. I mean, it's three well, I years. Think we, the, I mean, we think we know the answer. The answer is because it's about a gay couple and not a heterosexual yes, couple. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I mean that that much right there is pretty is pretty obvious because it's like. This is what that's what jumped out at me because I read the whole story before I got involved in this because I'm wondering, free Kate, wait a minute, what's going on? And so I read the thing and I'm like, oh, you're kidding me. This is this has nothing to do with her age. No, it doesn't. I went to school with people doing this and well, you know, come parents, on. Even the day. parents, even the parents of the other girl um, have said that it was something to do with the fact that it was a gay thing. They uh-huh. said it was because she was a lesbian or she turned her kid gay or whatever. So it had uh-huh, nothing to do her, with the fact that she was older. It has to do with the fact that she's gay. Yeah, and her uh, well, her old man comes up and says, uh, says, yeah, and the parents, uh, the parents went before the school board and insisted that she get uh, that she get expelled, def- defying two judges' orders, mind you. And you know this this is how far it goes, and this is how ridiculous it gets. And her old man says, you know, they were insistent that their daughter will not be gay. It's not mm-hmm. their choice. First of all, you can't of course control not. or choose your sexuality. No, of course not. It's not of your, course not. It's not my choice. I mean, I I am I was born straight, but I'm also born effeminate. Yeah. I couldn't I can't control or choose that. It's uh, sexuality <laughs> and gender identity are two things you can't control or choose. You're born with it. Right. And for those of you that believe in God, that's the way God made you. That's right. I so, agree. Well, hold so, on. I'm, I'm going to keep you on the line, but I want to take the next caller. Just you, you can say you okay. can chime in as well if you want. But let me take the next caller. We've got a caller sure. from nine four one on the line. Nine four one, you're on the air. Hey, it's Erica from the board. Hi, Erica. How are you? Hey. Thanks for calling. <laughs> Hello. How's yeah, that Red Bull? I hate it. Um, it's good with the vodka. It's good. With the vodka. <laughs> good. What did you want to say? Um, I, I just I don't. I don't know what people who are anti this expect um, to how to change this. Do you all of a sudden when somebody, just say you've got a sea of 18-year-olds in a public high school, do you all of a sudden just say, okay, well, let's have a separate class for them and let's teach them to not fraternize with the underclassmen and you can't go near them and that means you can't party and you can't drink and you can't make these choices because it could ruin your life. Right. And if you have a girlfriend who's, 17 or 16, you know what, or 15, stop seeing her um, because you're going to go to jail, even though that's right. okay up until this point. Or do we just make a do we just make separate high schools for anybody who's 18 and over? <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's, it, it, in my it's, opinion, that would be it, expensive. It, it's that? totally ridiculous. And we, oh, ridiculous, yes. Go ahead. It would be and we all know that, expensive and it wouldn't work. Right. Go right. ahead, Eric. Exactly. <laughs> And we all know that school funding is just, it's so abundant, isn't it, everybody, for public school Right, funding? I know. It's everywhere. Yeah, it's it's growing on trees. I know. It's, it's ridiculous. Just, it, it's just, it makes me so angry. I've known Kelly or my whole life, and, um, mm-hmm. you know, Kate's mom and this family is such a good family, and they're so loving and accepting, and and Kate is is just she's a gem, and it just it breaks my heart. And you know what? My heart really breaks for this other girl too. Um, yeah, you know, she's a victim as well. Absolutely. And, and I and I just 
I'm a psych nurse, and I just I can't imagine what her home life is like, and it really hurts me. <laughs> you know? Well, I, exactly the fact that she's she herself is going through this horrible, horrible ordeal. Her parents are 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 essentially you know ruining her girlfriend girlfriend's life, and she has nothing to do yeah, with it herself. Her. Exactly, and yeah. that's a horrible they said thing. Kelly had said, I know Kelly said that she was pretty much forced to go down to the police station and was coerced to do all that, and just. I just can't imagine what it's like. It's just, it's a travesty all around. And I'm really glad that it's being brought to light, though, and that this is being discussed because this is a taboo subject. It's, it's one that gets swept under the carpet that we really, I think that the law is a good law. I think it's meant to protect the young. But right. in situations like this, there's got to be a clause. We have to do something to change it. And if this, and if, and if poor Kate is a platform that we use, I'm thankful for that. I wish that we could spare her this hurt. And her family, this anguish that they're going through right now. But I think this is the only way that things are going to change is by this movement and by this huge Facebook growing. And even by Kevin's, by Kevies who come into the group and they, <laughs> they shake things up and they talk about the other side. Because, you know what, we have to be open-minded to that because that's what we're fighting, you know. Right. And there are people that see it that way. And we have to – and to be able to change their minds, you have to understand where they're coming from to be able to, you know, have change. And hate just breeds hate. So that's why I just ignored that whole thing. But um, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, I, I, I completely agree with you. I, I think um, that people like, for example, for, I mean, for those people who are listening, uh, we were speaking on Facebook about this earlier before the show, and there were some people coming in saying essentially that it's um, that if it were a man, that it would be would people wouldn't be not so up in arms about it. But it's not about being a man or a woman. The, the point is is the fact that she knew her before she turned eighteen, and they were contemporaries. Mm-hmm. And there was nothing to do with the fact that she was 18 years old. I said this before also. I said, look, so she's the one girl is 15 years old. And she's dating somebody who's 17. The person turns 17 years old. I mean, sorry, 18 years old. All of a sudden, she's supposed to stop dating her and just, right. you know, I mean, what is she supposed to yeah. do? I mean, ridiculous. Seriously, yeah. I was uh, – and I've, I've been – sorry, I, I've been parroting this like maybe four or five times now, I think, that if you think honestly – fraternizing students, which they are going to do, mind you, at that age, they are going to do it, and there's nothing you can do to stop it. Um, if if you got fraternizing students, and one of them just so happens to have their 18th birthday, and they're seeing somebody who happens to be under the age of, uh, under the age of 18, mm-hmm. if you think that they're going to stop seeing the person that they fell in love with, mm-hmm. and just because of a birthday and hold off until that time or break it off entirely until that right. time, you're incredibly naive. I agree. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's, it's ridiculous to think that. I'm going to take a quick break real quick and come back. We're going to talk about the Romeo and Juliet law. I don't know if you guys know about that, um, but that's one yeah, way to I... sort of change uh, things in this, this case, and hopefully it'll spread to Florida as well. Um, hopefully you guys will stay with me. We'll be right back. We've got more callers as well. Be right back. Push me. 
Okay, so we're back. I took a quick break real quick. We are back talking about the um, Caitlin Hunt story, um, and we're here with Richard and with Erica. Uh, we also had another caller. Before I, uh, Right after I take this call, we're going to talk about the Romeo and Juliet law, but let's see what this caller has to say. Uh, 111, you're on the air. Hello, are you there? Yes, I am. Is that me? Hi, yes, I think it is you. What's your name? Okay, good. I was just making sure. Hi, my name is Jason. Hi, Jason. What did you have to say about this case? Uh, what I have to say is uh, welcome to equality under the law. I, I'm listening to you all, and I, I feel sorry for a lot of the um, the the gays who are stepping in uh, just now, or lesbians stepping in, just seeing all of this happening. This has been going on for years. Do you know how many teens have been getting? I'm talking about males, especially males, have been getting their lives destroyed. I tell my son, I tell my godsons, any males that I know, stay away from underage girls. This has been going on, and unfortunately, this girl is, these charges are going to go through. Parents' rights are nothing to play with, and if she, for whatever reason, that the parents don't like this this young, the other older girl, if mm-hmm. she decides that uh, she's going to continue with the relationship, and she's just giving the parents ammunition, and it's the law, and it's not going to change because if they let this girl get away with it, uh, then it's going to be a whole bunch of people, a whole a whole lot of people uh, okay. uh, trying to get their charges overturned. It would just create a whole lot of legal chaos for something that's been going on for years legally. So I kind of feel for you all because it is what it is. You know, this is equality under the law, and now that gays are being more accepted, which is a good thing, and relationships are happening – they're going to have to get smart, just like I tell my sons. People are going to tell their lesbian daughters and their gay sons, "Hey, a person gets but a I certain think age." But I think there's something that you're missing here. I think there's one. I think there's one. I think there's one little point you may be missing here. If you want to um, hear me out for a second, uh, the, the point is this: is that <clears throat> it's not as if this person, and maybe this happens in the heterosexual world. I'm sure that it does. Um, but this is the question I have for you. The fact is that she, these two people, had a relationship before. Caitlin turned 18. So do you you recognize that, correct? Yes, and that is that is used this is for for years, for a decade that has been used. I'll give okay. you an example. Wait a second. Wait, wait, just wait a minute. Let me ask you a question. So she was 18 after the fact, after the relationship began. So they've been going out, having a relationship for all this time. So tell me what and whether it's in regards to Caitlin or anyone else in this relation, this uh, particular situation. What would you have that person do? They're supposed to stop seeing that person because they turn 18. Magically, they're no longer appropriate partner for that person. Is that correct? What would you have them do? That's that's exactly what should happen. And maybe for your sensibilities and maybe for the gay community sensibilities, that's too much. But in the heterosexual community, uh, as far as how we teach our our young boys and how we teach our girls, you you let it go. You will will mess up life for life. Is there a moral? Is there a moral? Okay, is there a moral is there a moral reason that you have that someone who just turned 18 years old and has had a a relationship with someone all along not continue to have a relationship with that person? Or is it just a legal reason? Strategy that is the strategy that has been used for years to wait if there's a, a relationship going on and the parent can't end it to really make sure that they end the relationship with the underage uh, person the authorities will tell you to wait until the other person is 18. 
Okay. So I think we all agree. Well, I don't know if you agree with me or not, but I think that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Um, I don't, the law may be the law, but that doesn't make any fucking sense, okay? So to say that is ridiculous. So I want to see what Richard and Erica have to think about this. What do you think about what this guy's saying? Oh, um, Erica, you, you want to go first? <laughs> um, I already know what I'm going to well, say, but I'm, 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 I'm. Let me just say that I'm totally heter, I'm totally heterosexual, and yeah. I'm totally pro gay gay rights. So, yeah. um, I have six children. I have a 20 year old daughter. I have a 16 year old daughter. I have one son who's only three. But um, I so I'm kind of can be on the other side of this and put myself in this position. My husband and I were talking about this last night when we were out to mm-hmm. dinner, and. Um, I think the rule is ridiculous, whether you're heterosexual, whether you're gay. I, I think that the sexuality card that shouldn't even play here. I think the law just needs to change to protect right. these young boys and girls. I think that if this was if Caitlyn Singh was Kevin, I would I would still be in support of her. I think the gay I the agree. fact that I do think the gay issue is up front in this, and I do think that it's being driven. The fact that it's a gay relationship is being driven by the parents of this other girl because they've said mm-hmm. it. So that's not even up for question. I just think that the re- the law is ridiculous, whether you're gay or not. I, I don't. I don't. I think that I'm so far into gay rights because I am that I don't even see that as the issue. <laughs> right. I don't I, either. You know what I mean? I, I just think that I think that we're all equal, and I think that it's bullshit for the boys too. You know? Right. I don't think and that both should be talking about either. Yeah, and he's talking about equality under the law. It's not about being equal. We're talking. I mean, because obviously we want to be treated. Gay people want to be have the same. Equality exactly. to everyone else on both sides of the coin, exactly. meaning, meaning negatively or positively affects us. So, yeah. What were you going to mm-hmm. say, Richard? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, what I was going to say is it's one thing if the person, if the older person has already graduated high school, has already, has already been out of school, and is maybe you know, 18 after school or 19, 20, something like that, you, know, you get the idea beyond school. But the uh, but the younger person is still underage and is still in school, and they're technically not peers, not con- not contemporaries, uh, anything like that. That's that is completely different. But if you're going to the same school, your relationship begins in school, and it's it's a high school sweetheart thing. It doesn't fucking matter what the age difference is at that point. It's a high school sweetheart issue, and you can't get any older or younger really. Than uh, than what the Romeo and Juliet law allows, which is a f- in Florida that allowed for four years. Right. So four years. you can't. You really it, it generally reminds, can't get any bigger than that. Yeah, and it the Romeo. Reminds oh, go ahead. Too. It just kind of reminds me too when people talk about this. It reminds me of Christian zealots who pick and choose parts of the Bible that refrain that are, right. that are concurrent to their yeah. life. Like, oh well, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that you know God said that you know Sodom and Gomorrah and so I'm anti gay, but you know I'm gonna go and have premarital sex or I'm gonna go cheat on my wife, but I'm forgiven mm-hmm. under that law. It's, it's yeah, the same that's kind of Saturday thing. Like, it's like the heterosexual. Well, it's the same kind of thing like the heterosexuals or whoever, which I am heterosexual, so I'm putting myself in that category. <laughs> are some of these people are just up in arms about this, but it's just, it, it's the same mentality to me. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you know, oh well, that's mm-hmm. not right, but you know, the law isn't right, so that needs to change, and that's. What this I for me that's what this whole movement is about. Aside from supporting this wonderful family, and I just don't think it's right whether gay, lesbian, whatever. I don't. Well, it's not right. I, on I agree. Level. 
I agree. And also, for those of you who don't know, the Romeo and Juliet law, what that is, and it's in some states. It is in Texas. It just passed in Texas a couple years ago, actually. Um, not easily, but it was it was passed. But it's a state law that um, essentially makes it legal for anyone who's at least a certain age, let's say 15 years old, to have sex with someone up to four years older. So someone who's 15 can have sex with someone up to 19, and that 19-year-old won't be um, you know, penalized for that or whatever. And so that's great. And the reason for that is is because you know, in this particular case with Kate, it would be – I mean it's going to be – if she is convicted or whatever, and she, she's going to be on her record for the rest of her life because she had sex with someone she knew before she was that age, and it was consensual. And there was no reason for her to press charges anyway. It had nothing to do with the girl. So this this applies to men, this applies to women, heterosexual, homosexual, whatever the case may be. But this prevents, to some degree, this type of thing happening to people who don't deserve it because she's not a sexual predator. So it's meant for those kind of people. So that is the most ridiculous thing. So hopefully the Romeo and Juliet law will happen in other states. Is it part of the Florida law or do you not know? It's not, I guess, obviously. In Florida, the law exists, yes. Um, the way it works, as far as I'm aware, is that um, you can still technically get prosecuted, but if like, you don't show a consistent record of being, say, 30 years old and going after, going after, like, right. uh, going after minors, that's, right. compl- that's a completely different story. That is what a predator is. Well, it also um, has to be consensual. Some- Exactly, but well, it, you get my point. It, the, the age difference makes all of the difference. Um, a three-year difference is not significant. The point is is that what the Romeo and Juliet law allows is that for somebody like in this case, in Kate's case, if she, you know, heaven forbid, she actually does get convicted and it goes on her record and everything, she does, she goes through whatever the court tells her she has to go through as a result of it, she can, under the law, say I'm going to invoke Romeo and Juliet law and she will not have to register as a sex offender which by the way if she does end up having to do that however it will completely wreck her life entirely I know that's my point absolutely and she still has to do 15 years in jail I mean in prison so where's the justice or whatever it doesn't the Romeo and Juliet laws I mean the only thing it does is it just it, she she would still have to they her parents would still have to pay more money they'd still have to fight they'd be caught up in court battle right to get that through mm-hmm. and she would still be sitting in prison or whatever and she would for a freaking high school claim right and but yeah it's stupid because to me it's stupid because the only thing that it does is it i mean it, it just expunges you from having to be a registered sexual offender which is huge i know but right. when you're talking about severity of what she's facing to me it's just yeah. not, it doesn't even come close to cutting it yeah, and the entire goal, however, of this uh, of this movement is to just get all of these charges tossed out of court to begin with. I mean, it's this right. is ludicrous, and it shouldn't even shouldn't even be a case. I mean, it that's like saying party like, and we're wasting money on this. I mean, it, it exactly. totally pisses I mean, me off when there's when there's rape cases that you know somebody very close to me and my family was raped recently in college, and you know what? Mm-hmm. We can't even prosecute them because it, they've made it so hard for her to come forward and. To prove it, it's like it's unbelievable, and he's it's out re- there. You know, it's, the burden of proof is I on the victim. On. The burden of proof is on, on the victim instead of on yeah. the, the the burden of proof is on the victim instead of on the pre, the right. perpetrator. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Right. Um, what about um, so? Uh, what was going to say? Oh, so my question about this case though is is in terms of what is deemed is it is it deemed in, inappropriate sexual conduct? Or, or, or um, you know, that she's had with her, 
because she's overage or whatever, or is it because, I mean, is it intercourse? I mean, what is it specifically legally, do you know, that makes her le- um, guilty? Oh, uh, I don't know the I don't know the person personally, but what I have heard right, I know. And this I know. Is from this is from what I've read, and I'm just going all of my facts are from official sources, ergo her parents, okay, and family. <laughs> so the uh, the information that I have, as far as I know, mostly involved uh, PDA. You know, I don't know if they actually, you know, did it. Wait, right, wait, nudge, but- nudge. I don't think, right, right. I don't know if they actually did, but as far as right. I can, as far as I've gleaned, it seems to be mostly PDA. You know, kissing, right. holding because hands. Uh, it's not illegal to be gay. It's not illegal to be gay. So <laughs> if they're gay, and that's why they're they're going after them, that's that's wrong. But I'm saying, yeah, what did they do? The younger ones' parents are going after her for going after the both of them for I know. being gay. Right. I agree. Right. Age, I know. Age is just a convenience. I believe it's for I believe it's for lewd and lascivious acts under a person between 12 and 16. I think there's two counts to it. Kelly had put uh, in her letter that there was one encounter between the girls, and that they and they did get they did get Kate to confess. Whenever they brought the 15 year old down to the police station, they wired her or whatever they did, and they had her call on a secured line, and they taped the phone conversation, and they had they coerced her to get Kelly to in order to get Kate yeah. to confess. Well, my uh, my question is, did they have a warrant for this? Because don't doesn't her parents have to know about the warrant? I don't, I, I don't know. Maybe that's why they waited until they were 18. Maybe that's all part of it, too. It sounds to me like the parents were pretty locked and loaded, like they knew what they were doing. They had their agenda set up. Absolutely. Local police can't pull the Patriot Act on us, uh, on us for that one. Only the federal <laughs> government can. <laughs> and that's a completely different can of worms, however. So, no, po- local police still have to have a warrant to uh, to do that anyway. So right. if, that's, if that's their case and that's what they're going to use in court, if they didn't have a warrant, uh, you better make sure the defense attorney knows, uh, knows that, inquire about that. And uh, Because if they, if they don't have a warrant, that's, uh, that can't be used in court, which means they won't have yeah. a case. Well, and also she was, uh, she was, as they said in the letter I read earlier, that she was uh, there without any representation from an attorney or anything like that. Uh, Which also so, is illegal. Right. So, I mean, unless she you know, personally unless she that said right. no, exactly, unless she said no. So that's the only thing. I don't know. Maybe she did. But either way, it's wrong. But um, I don't know. What do you think is going to happen? I mean, do you know if um, she, she's actually out of jail now, right? I mean, she's not in jail. She was just booked and then let go. Or what happened? Do you know? She was she was bailed out. Yeah. She was bailed, she was bailed out. out. Okay. She has no she has no part she has no prior record. She's like a three point five GPA. I mean, the kid is like an angel oh. and you know, so they let her go on her in a court. I mean, the judge even ruled that she wasn't a threat to the girl and let her stay in school. It was the parents who pushed after two judge you know, just like, you know, Richard said earlier, just they pushed, you know, through two court, you know, rulings by they judges the school court overturned it. It sounds they to me like it's it. all about the parents I mean, are pissed. It's all about the I, it's all about You can call you can call me a nut for you can call me a nut for saying this, but I smell I smell something fishy about this because it's like the way I see it is from what I understand the two judges already said she is not a threat. She needs she can go back to school and she can finish up and she can do what a, she can do what she right. needs to do. She's right. not a threat. How does the school board override that? That's what I don't. No, she, the parents went to the school board to override that, which, by the way, um, since when does the school board's ruling Over, overrule those two judges? That's bizarre to me. Yeah, that doesn't make a lot of sense at all. Doesn't um, the court have more power than that? 
Yes, of course they do. <laughs> I thought. I thought they did. I thought had went. I, I wish we had an attorney to talk to us about this, but I don't. I'm not. Yeah, right. Quite the hard show, but anyway. Because uh, okay. then technically you can technically they can go back to the parents and say, well, we're gonna we're gonna try you for uh, we're gonna take you for uh, contempt of court because you kind of defied the divide the judge here. I the think that that's two counts. Yeah, I hope that she I hope that she gets good representation or has good representation. I know it's going to cost a lot of money and um I hope that people will will uh, contribute to their cause, but there is actually those of you listening, there is actually a petition um for is it a petition or is it a um Yeah, there's a petition at uh www.change.org/freekate so if you go there and sign that petition, that would be great. Also, if you would like to help the family with their legal fees, you can go to GoFundMe, G-O-F-U-N-D-M-E dot com slash 2YZ5T as in Tom S. And donate money there. Yeah, if you can put that in there, that would be great. Uh, so um, hopefully something will happen in this case that things will turn out the way they're supposed to, which means that she will be let go free and um, she will not have to endure a lifetime of being called a sexual predator for, as Erica said, something she had like a fling in high school. It's so ridiculous. So I hope people will hear this cause and do something about it. Um, Going to take a quick break, they, come back. Go ahead. Hmm? Uh, I was going to say, well, if they're going to – if if they're going to um, convict her and yes. they're going to ruin her life over over a fling – you know, a high school sweetheart fling that she had that happened to be three years apart, and she just so happened to have recently turned 18. And oh my God, it's a, it's a, pre- she's a predator now. Okay, you might as well go and make an inquisition through that whole school and root out everybody doing mm-hmm. the same damn thing. Hello, I, I don't was, see them I, doing that. When I was her age, I was having, I was having, I was dating guys who were older than me. Uh, who were over the 18, age 18, and vice versa. They weren't sexual predators. It wasn't anything like that at all. And and people in my own school that I dated who who aged out and became 18 years old, so they weren't sexual predators either. So it's ridiculous because why is 18 a magic number anyway? I want to know right. that. Um, I don't know either. I mean, the way I see it, though, have you met 18-year-olds today? They're like they're 15. Okay? They're, I have got two of them. They're like they're <laughs> Right. Yeah, I mean, that's that's like yeah. saying though that I should have been that I should have been busted I should have been busted as a as a senior because I was seeing someone who was sixteen. Right. I was seeing a girl who was imagine? sixteen when I was a senior. But you know how many people yeah. in this world would be be persecuted or prosecuted, excuse me, for doing the same thing? Nothing is wrong has happened here. It has been it has been consensual. They are of the same peer group, but we keep saying that over and over again. Nothing wrong has happened. And everybody, most people anyway, have dated people a little older than themselves, a little younger, and that and especially when you're eighteen, seventeen, sixteen, that age group. You're all in the same kind of area. So it doesn't make any sense that this is happening to her, and I hope to God that she gets off of um, any charges because she doesn't deserve it. So I'm going to take a quick break. If you guys want to stay on, please do, and we'll talk about this some more. Be right back. Okay, so we are back uh, talking about the Caitlin Hunt story. Um, if you guys want to call in, the number is 323-843-6160. Feel free to call in uh, anytime during the rest of the show tonight. Um, I'm going to bring back Erica and Richard on the phone just one second. But first I wanted to mention um, or read a quick little paragraph story about um, a guy here in Dallas um, who was prosecuted for doing something similar. But um, it says – I'll read this to you just so you can kind of hear what the backstory is. But a new state law set, uh, set to take effect in September made it legal for anyone who is at least 
15 years old to have sex with someone up to four years older in Texas. This is in Texas. We'll get to Florida in a second. The legislation called the Romeo and Juliet Bill aims to protect young people engaging in consensual sex from winding up on the sex offender registry. Austin, a 28-year-old who spoke on condition of anonymity, anonymity, sorry, said his life changed drastically after police learned he had had sex with two underage girlfriends during high school. He says, I was a senior in high school and I was 18, and they were both sophomores. On his attorney's advice, Austin agreed to 10 years probation and sex offender status. He said, at the time, it's not that big of a deal. Uh, It won't be that hard. That turned out to be far from the truth, he said. He said, it wasn't until I started losing jobs uh, that it started to sink in just how serious this was. Austin said he gained more than 100 pounds and struggled with depression because of the new label he carried. It's hell, he said. You are the worst person walking on the earth. And the new bill passed by the state Senate and the House um, uh, is giving him hope. The law will make it legal for anyone at least 15 years old to have sex with someone up to four years older. So... This is, you know, just one small example of how this can ruin people's lives, and, and, and there's stories far worse than this, of course. And so this is what we're talking about with this case and why it is unfair for someone who is engaged in a consensual relationship with someone in the same peer group, same age range, whatever, high school, whatever, to have to, to endure this. So just wanted to uh, read that to you guys. So um, do you guys know um, – so you said in Florida they have the Romeo and Juliet law – but it says, I was reading about Florida, it says the age of consent in Florida is 18. Um, and it says the minimum age of a victim is 16 years old. I guess that means what? That that means that they have to at least be 16 years old for them to be to be um, able to bring charges against the person. Uh, so every state's different. And like there's some states where it's 14 years old, so it's, it's really weird. But um, do you know in Florida, do you live in Florida, Erica, or... Or what? I I do I do you yeah do. I'm in Sarasota. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so are you? Um, and do you feel that Florida? Do you feel Florida is is more? Um, how do I say this? <laughs> I live in Texas. First, I want to say I live in Texas, which is a very very conservative state, and I'm not conservative at all. But I live here, <laughs> and so Florida Florida is um, also I in my assessment a very conservative state. So do you think that this has to do with with what's happening to Kate? I mean, it's really partially bigotry. Don't you agree that this is about that as well? Oh, absolutely. Environment is everything. I mean, you learn that in sociology class, you know, in college. I mean, your environment is, is everything. So, mm-hmm. um, yes, yeah, and we're there. I actually, I, you know, like I said, I grew, I grew up, <laughs> my husband's in the background saying a bunch of hillbillies is what they are. <laughs> I, I grew I grew up in that area in Brevard County, which is right there by um, where they are, and literally yeah. like I think it's like the next county over or whatever. And um, yeah, it's it, I think I think during certain certain issues have gotten more accepting, like um, gay rights is more accepting. But mm-hmm. um, I think overall, it's we're definitely a more conservative state for sure. And um, you know, there was big Romney supporters, so that you know that says a lot too. And um, yeah, I think that she, where she's at is uh, wealthier too, and mm-hmm. um, where you have wealthy, you've got people who usually are more conservative because they're conservative about their money and they want to know where uh-huh. their money goes. So yeah, yeah. So you've got the politics. Pol- you can't say that politics doesn't play a role in this. It does. You know, Absolutely. you can't say if she was in Colorado, this you know. So that's why it's awesome that she's getting support from everywhere else too. It, it's yeah. just pouring in because you know she's kind of getting taken out of her environment, saying, "Hey, there's a bigger world than where you're at in Sebastian or you know Vera." Right. 
and, right. and, and we love you and we're supporting you and this isn't right. So. Right. And yeah. And Richard, what do you think? Do you think environment plays a part as well? Obviously. Oh yeah, it does. Yeah. Oh yeah, it does. Um, now, how it is though is uh, Florida seems to reek of conservatism in all the all the all the wrong places. But fortunately, at least in my area, there is a healthy balance of liberalism as well. I mean, for one thing, I'm a I'm more I call myself more a free thinker, even though I identify as liberal. I mean, I'm a registered Democrat. I uh, well, that's I what liberal Democrat means. Usually. <laughs> yes, uh, okay. I, I usually I'm registered Democrat. I vote liberal, uh, vote de- vote Democrat normally. Um, although it's not necessarily the party I'm looking at, it is usually the person. And it's mm-hmm. um, and there have been a couple of Republicans that are okay. Like uh, at one point, you know, Ron Paul was cool because I mean, you know, the only thing I don't like about him, the only thing I don't like about him really <laughs> is the fact that he wants to privatize everything. Which is wrong because there's some that's things that the only to be. that's the only thing you don't like about Ron Paul. I don't want to make this as far as I know, as far as anyway. I understand. I mean, I don't know. Okay. I don't know the rest of his stances. However, it's just that he, well, you I like the way that he thinks research. about economics. Okay. I like how he thinks about economics. Anyway, so fun. Before I get upset, go ahead. Sorry, but the economy is the most important thing as far as as far as uh, politics is. At least it has been up until this point. Okay. So, because economics. You know our, our economy is shit. Let's well, not so let's not have any delusions ter- about that. But in terms of in terms of this case, though, what do you think? In terms that, of this case, yeah. Well, in terms of this case, however, yes, uh, we uh, we are unfortunate. We unfortunately do have a large uh, conservative population, and con- where where you have conservatives, it's not necessarily oh uh, I want to be conservative about my money and all that. You know I'm I'm rich. And, well. Uh, well, I worked hard for this. I pulled myself up by my bootstraps. It's not about that. It's more like there is a bandwagon where mm-hmm. you have the the conservatives are like, well, if I'm going to be if I'm going to identify as conservative and vote Republican and I'm going to uh, be conservative about money and be pure capitalistic and everything, then I might as I have to be a Bible pounding Christian. And I have to say, like, oh, well, Levit- Leviticus 18.22 says homosexuality is evil. And um Oh, and by the way, uh, Paul says Paul says effeminate people and uh, homosexuals will go to hell, and women will go to hell if they don't submit to their husbands. And you know, they you see how this whole thing landslides into into a narrow-minded thing. And I'm not going to say that the that the left isn't equally bad as well, because yeah, they do have some screwed-up people too. But well, the point um, is, uh, I do think when that- you have the bandwagon. I do think that there are obviously there are Republicans who are fiscally conservative and actually socially liberal. They exist. I know some. Um, mm-hmm. They're not. They're far and few between, but they do exist. But you're right. Most of the time, there is a a sense, uh, especially in places like Florida, Texas, whatever, where it's kind of the zeitgeist or whatever in 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 the way people think in those places about conservatism. It's like a whole kick caboodle. It's all like, all or nothing. So I think it definitely plays it plays a role in this this case in terms of um, it being it allowing the parents to actually make it more about about a homosexual thing or a gay thing and really less about the issue at hand because I honestly, even though I'm sure some people would disagree, even though, you know, it's two girls or whatever, I think even if it were I mean if it were a man and a woman, I don't think it would be as big of a deal. I don't think they would have you know, obviously the parents would if it were a man and a woman, the parents wouldn't have gotten involved in the to this extent. It was would have been an eighteen year old boy and a and a fifteen year old girl and I don't think the parents would have given a cared at all. 
So obviously it's a gay issue here. And um, and that plays into a place like Florida where you have people who are really highly conservative and people have a lot of money. Some of them do, especially in places like where she's from, apparently. I don't know, but from what Erica's telling me. So I think it definitely plays a role. And I hope that I – mean, what I find, though, unfortunately, is that a lot of times I've always thought when I was growing up, people who are have more money typically are more educated. You typically, not always. But and, – and, and, and a lot of times – a lot of times, people who are more educated are typically more more open-minded, liberal, or whatever. A lot of the time, but it doesn't seem to That's be the true. case. But if you're talking about an older gen, yeah, because you're talking about older generations. I think that this other girl's parents are older. Yes. Um, and, and she and she, the other girl, from just what I've read, um, the facts that she was like in the IB program that is above and beyond a gift. Is my oldest daughter was the IB program, and you have to like be selected for that. And there's right. this very number. It's like the National Honor Society. I mean, uh, right. I it's, always thought that was a cult. Huge. Yeah, it is kind of because it, you really can't do anything else. And the, the fact that she was an athlete and she was like on the, you know, she was on the basketball team too. So the, I'm sure these parents had the wool, you know, they had the rug pulled out from underneath them when this came out. I mean, they probably had blinders on and saw what they wanted to see. And, right. you know, so it, it, it makes sense. You know, if you really look back at it with an open mind, it makes sense how this has become. this Progressed and, yeah, this, how yeah. it's happened. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, well, like I was saying, it's like it's a bandwagon. I mean, when when you got people, uh, we have people identifying as a certain political party or certain political um, persuasion. They tend to take everything and you know hook, line, and sinker what the uh, what the extreme what the extreme of that side takes. I mean, it takes a it takes a free thinker to not go to those extremes and find a balance, which unfortunately are few and far between. Yeah. Yes. So. And, I think we're getting better odds, though. I really do. I, college is teaching. You know, there's a lot of liberalism that's being taught in college now, and, and for the oh, good. Yeah. And yeah, good. I think we're definitely seeing a shift. That's just with <laughs> the fact that most Americans agree that homosexuals should be able to marry. I mean, we think it's stupid. Right. You know? Right. You know, exactly. and for my parents, it wouldn't have even been on the ballot. I mean, that you that wasn't even up for discussion. You know, you didn't talk about that. So, and um, I had close-minded parents. Still, kind of do. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'm you know, fortunate but it shows not have parents. Yeah. What's that? Yeah, What's right? I said I'm R- fortunate that I said I am fortunate that my uh, my parents are not generally closed-minded. I mean, my mother is quite intelligent and she's pretty liberal herself, and she sees things for what it is. Uh huh. So okay. that's good. Yeah. I mean, I I got I, I got in trouble in American government for for being the same way and she my teacher is very conservative right she's she's like your son has some very weird views for uh, for someone of his age and she my mother's like well duh if you're if you're not if you're not appalled you're not playing you're not paying attention <laughs> well my yeah my parent my mom my my mom is very open minded but my my extended family is very very conservative I come from Dallas. Texas, and it's just like that here, you know, very conservative, generally speaking. And I don't know where I came from. I guess because I'm gay and everything that I was made different or whatever, but I'm just really, really liberal, always have been. And so it's really great when you have parents who are like that because really not only just in terms of political stuff, but in terms of you growing up and accepting you for who you are. And I have a question for you, Erica. You, since you kind of know her family somewhat or you know of them at least, then do you know – how they does does do you know if she Kate identifies as a lesbian or is she bisexual or what's that about? Do you know anything about that? 
I no, I don't know anything about no. that. Okay. I don't. Nope. I, I just know that the family's really open that Kelly is just really loving and accepting and um and I don't think well, it would be an issue. Like I you know what I mean? So I don't think that, that would even be an issue. Like, oh my gosh, my daughter's gay. Like I don't even they're such good people, I don't think that that would even be, you know, that would, it wouldn't even be a question. So, yeah, so it, I don't even think that would be brought up at the dinner table. Well, <laughs> that's just, great. Just, you know? That's great. She's yeah, fortunate right. to have those kind of parents, because that was my concern, is that I, I was wondering, even though obviously they're supportive of her in this situation, I didn't know if they were accepting of her, you know, all around or just for this particular case or whatever. But that's great. Wonderful. So, yeah, so I do think obviously environment plays a, plays a huge role in it, obviously. So um, does anybody uh, have any uh, any other comments before we go about this case? Anything you want to say? Um, well, want, no, you go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead, Erica. I'm just curious. I'm just curious. If it, I mean, the, the, to be blatant, um, the law is the law. And we all know if, if any of us have been through any kind of trial or even, you know, or have watched anything on the news or – it's hard to change the law. So we really need to, like, try to figure out how, how to change it so that, you know, Caitlin doesn't have to – because it's pretty black and white. The American judicial system, it's pretty black and white. Mm-hmm. So what do we do What do we do we to get the movement going? Is it just by signing this petition? I mean, is it just by writing your legislature? I mean, what what is the right recourse to this to really help her and change this so that this doesn't happen to anybody else? Yeah, I, like my well, like my fear is we get caught up in the cause, you know. Oh, what's the cause? And we're all right. about it, but I, mean, I really, we really need to make a change, you know. We really do need to. Yeah. And how do you go about that? Let's, you know, you know, I think it's mobilization. And mobilization, and, and and you know, yeah, you're right. People sometimes just get caught up in the cause itself and never actually achieve anything. Um, but I think that I think in this case, I think that it is what you said. I think it is each. Because it obviously is a state issue. It's not like a one federal law thing. I mean, I guess people could actually lobby for a federal law. I don't know. But um, because it's a state law issue, you have to kind of mobilize people from different states into this cause and have them write the legislature, have them write their government, their governors, whatever, and try to make a change in the law in each state. I think it's the only thing you can do. Um, But what specifically would that law say? Would it say what? It would say – what would that – you know, that's my question, I guess. What would the law say? Well, similar to what you said about the Texas law, or just right. even putting in the fact that they were in high school together. I mean, I don't think that you and I don't think that you're allowed to be a certain age and be in high school, right? I think that there is a law that, like, once you turn 19, you can't be in high school. Is that right? You have to go to well, school or 20. Is I there a um, age gap? 20. You could be, you could be 20 and be in high school. See, I thought that there was an age gap. I, if I could be wrong, but I thought that there was a certain age I limit. So, so why is there can't. that age limit? You know, yeah, it's, it's like, well, then. Then go the way off, I you know, if, if you can't be 20 and be in high school, then say, okay, 20-year-olds can't associate with high school students. But you right. can't put kids in a pod and expect them to learn together and be in classes together. This girl was in gifted programs and in the upper classroom. You can't expect them to not mingle. They're freaking right. – they're all high school kids. They're all going through the same experience. They're, exactly. My girls – my girl, I talked to my 16-year-old daughter, and I said – and she knows what's going on. And she her, her heart's breaking for Kate. And I said I, – I turned to her tonight. I said, Rylan, I said – do you see this at your school with boys or what, whoever? And she says, Mom, she goes, every freshman girl isn't, doesn't have a relationship like they had, like this, like this girl right. and Caitlin had. She said, they're hookup buddies, and their seniors are taking advantage. She goes, it's all over the place. She goes, if they came to my school and arrested the boys, half the school would be arrested and thrown in jail. Exactly. You know? And she said, it's wrong. And, that's, and she's 16, and she's a girl, and that's how she sees it. So, I agree with her. Yeah. I, I totally agree, too. And the way I see it is um, – you know, all they have, all you really have to do is just 
amend the current law. The current law is fine as it is, except for a simple uh, a simple accommodation for those for those right. that are having high school flings. Because technically, technically, all uh, high school relationships, because they're all minors, technically it's illegal. If you really want to be, if you want to be, Raise your hand if you've had sodomy and you need to be arrested because, I mean, it's just right. ridiculous. It's some say sodomy is illegal. Sodomy, right. I think, is defined, defined as uh, any kind of sex that isn't a vaginal missionary position. That's a lot of things, come too. So. Come arrest me. <laughs> yeah, and that's a lot exactly. of people, too. Hell, I'd be, uh, I would, I'd be guilty on, I'd be guilty I, on several counts there. I know. I mean, come on, people. It's ridiculous. But come on. I mean, this is fucking ridiculous. This is the 21st century. Exactly. It's not living in Victorian ages. freaking sense. But how do right. we take that ridiculousness and change the law? Because that's really what it's about, you know? Well, yeah, I think it's the only thing you can do is, is to write. Is. I mean, that's the thing, though. That's what upsets me is that the thing is, is that people who are representatives in each state, in the government, the federal government, whatever, you know, they represent the community, quote unquote, community, right? They're supposed to represent us and what what we say we want, but a lot of times that's not the case. Unfortunately, the politicians get into the political side of things and they do what they can to get reelected over and over to make a career out of politics. Mm-hmm. And so they don't really care what you want. And so it's really difficult to change things to some degree. But I don't think if you have – I think if you have enough people who are mobilized and people who actually want to have something changed, they can make it happen. So it's certainly possible. And I think for the yeah. sake of people who have children and people who are planning to have children in the future um, and you know, it just people who are adults even, I mean, who are, are suspect to this, uh, this kind of thing, I think that it's, it, you have to think about that, that what's going to happen if you have a kid and they're, you know, they're, dating, they're 18 years old, they're dating someone who's 16 years old, and they go to jail because you didn't do anything about it. So I think we do have to do something about it for everybody's sake. So uh, what they do, like, I, like you said, Erica, the question, I guess, is what to do. And I guess the only thing, my answer is only just to mobilize and to actually write your legislation. Do you have any better ideas? <laughs> It's just so frustrating. It, it, yes, and the it only is. reason that Caitlin's in this position is because her, these other parents are just they're, they're hateful, and that, that's it. I mean, it, that's it's right. the only reason, you know. And it's and it just it's like the bad luck of the draw, and it just sucks, you know. It's just so frustrating because you we got to do something to change it. Yes, you're it's right. Hate, yeah, it's it's all what it is is homophobia. It, it is plain and simple because I'll tell you mm-hmm. I'll tell you this now. If the if this were a heterosexual situa- situation, if um if their daughter were seeing or seeing an older boy, mm-hmm. I guarantee you that we wouldn't even be here having this fiasco in the first place, because yeah. it's uh, because it would be in accordance with their with their beliefs. But all of a sudden, right. it's a girl. Oh no 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 no! My daughter will not be gay. I'll no. say it again. And it's not and, and it's not and they it's can't. It's not your and choice. That, and that's false. Well, and that's false to them. That's a sin. It's it's. It's dirty. It's false. So they don't want to take the. They don't want to say that my daughter is faulted or my daughter something's wrong with my daughter. So they put the blame off on. Oh, let's put the blame off on the other girl. You know, she it's, she made her this way. She turned her evil. It's all right. What? It's just right. it's, not, it's not. It's it's shameful. But that's just it, though. I mean, it's the prob. That's the problem. Is that people are people are narrow minded. Some people are narrow minded. They're like, well, my religion says that. God, God made the God made the Bible. It is inerrant, and the Bible says it's evil. So common sense, by that by that logic, common sense says God doesn't make people gay, because He wouldn't make make somebody evil because you know something that's abhorrent to Him. And I'm saying, well, you need to 
you have your faith, but I also have empirical science that states that, yes, people are born with a predisposition towards whatever sexuality they have. Granted, and let me just say, granted the majority is, is great, but there are there gay people. people. Are there's people of faith who believe that, that God did make gay people, and he made them perfectly. And I, you know, just to just, I've got a lot of friends that are pretty strong religious people, but they are total liberals as far as all that's concerned, and they don't that's awesome. think that's that there's true. any faith. My, so, mother, my mother's a yeah. Christian. My yeah, mother's my a Christian. I mean, and I'm, I, and I was, I'm an atheist, but so. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, yes, I was raised Christian, okay? I, I used to believe, but I stopped because of yeah. all of this crap. I mean, it's okay well, if you believe. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna well, the, try to. I think tell the you problem. Different. The problem comes in where you know, like, yeah, Eric, I, I mean, yeah, exactly. And that's what happens. Is like people who are oppressed do get beat down by the oppress the oppression of people like who are highly religious zealots or whatever. Yeah. Um, and that happens. And so then they wonder why we don't want anything to do with them. But um, yeah. So I think the difference is this. Uh, I think there are people who are religious. Who, even though it may be kind of an oxymoron or whatever, there are people who are religious who actually are not homophobic, who actually are not uh, racist or whatever. And they get they're, shunned, and they and they're shunned within their own religion. So it's yeah, kind of it's kind of interesting. They do. But, but whatever, whatever it's you think you and whatever, yeah, yeah it's you know, yeah. It's true. But, uh, but they're with, far where you say. Yeah, and where you, and where you say that um that you know they wonder why we don't why we don't want to do want anything to do with them anymore, it's you know this is uh well they don't really care if we want anything to do with them anymore they're gonna they're they're trying to lobby the government and try to do everything they can in order to force their force their way by manipulating the law they're that's right. what they've been trying to do that's what that's what all these uh all these filibusters and other things that the GOP is doing left and right here is to say. We're trying to make this a Christian nation, and we're going to do it our way, the conservative way. And they are fighting first at the states, but they're all they're more. I don't know how recently, but you know, it's gotten to be such a such a big deal. I can't really keep up with all of it. But it's like some of it's some of it's well. Its way the thing that the irritates government. me the most, the thing that irritates me the most, is in terms of this discussion anyway, is um, when churches and pastors and preachers or whatever they take their money and they rally. Mormon churches, whatever, take their money and they rally and they 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 use their money against causes that they you know political causes that they are not for or the causes they're against. And that's Which actually against the uh, tax code where it says uh-huh. if you're a church or a religious institution and you have tax exemption status, you cannot be, be political. And so that's happening all of the time, and more and more every day, every year. And they're trying to influence legislation, and they have, and they do. Yet they they maintain their status, they maintain the money that's coming in, and nothing ever gets done to them. But in the meantime, people like the rest of us who are oppressed by people like that have to continue to fight harder and harder for our rights. And so it's the same with this case here. And she, you know, people are going to have to fight for this, fight against people who are ignorant, bigoted, or whatever. Uh, in order to get what's right, uh, make what's right happen. And so hopefully that will be, you know, like you said, it's writing our legislation, it's writing our governors, it's, it's, it's protesting, I guess. I don't really know how you protest, but, you know, whatever. Um, just do whatever we can. More, I'm thinking about staging a protest. I'm thinking about staging a protest for this. I mean, um, you know, everyone here probably knows about Anonymous. They uh, they were in yes. they were involved in that chat long before, um, sometime before I got in there. And, um I'm like I'm in there and I I post like yes anonymous has a heart and I put a picture there and I'm like rule 32 fixer didn't happen I provide fix rule seven anon delivers 
So every, there was a lot of people that liked it, and they're like, yeah. And so we're like, I'm thinking, um, why don't we just stage a protest on top of all this, just to compound the idea that we're not that we're taking this very seriously, that seriously. You know, just with that tax code thing, there those are big. Those are the bigger fish that they need to be frying. Seriously, right. if you're five, if you know, you're five hundred one c four, you don't have the right to use three. your non your nonprofit money to uh, to lobby the government. <laughs> Therefore, the IRS needs to be doing something about that. You wonder why the IRS is picking on conservatives because guess what? Churches are primarily con- uh, composed of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Gee, hmm. Now the truth comes out. Now I have well, you no know what would, for them. Go ahead, Eric. You know what would really change this case is if a senator's child was oh, the yes. 18-year-old. You know, yeah. I mean, honestly, that's what would change this case. <laughs> oh yeah, that, that would be so even more of a fiasco. Hey, that's what yeah, we could do. I know what we deal. could do. We could uh, entrap some 18-year-old. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> that's long, that's what they already did. Some senator's son, I mean. I was joking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, technically, this whole thing was entrapment anyway. I mean, because entrapment, by the way, yeah. is illegal. So. It was. I mean, it was, this, it was. this whole thing was fishy, and I had to ask a couple of times, I mean, who paid off who in order to make this expulsion thing happen? Yeah, I, I don't think that. it. I don't think it was mere word of mouth. I, don't, I really don't think it was words saying uh, saying well, this has been done. Well, you have to realize, Richard, also though that communities are made up of people, right? So the people who make up communities have that sort of groupthink, and the people in that school uh, obviously thought that this was wrong, that they're lesbian or whatever, and so they did what they could to make sure that she got expelled because they want they had the opportunity to do it, so they did it. I don't know if it's legal or not, but they had the opportunity to do it and they did. So people it's, who think it's that ambiguous. Way, do what they can. It doesn't matter if it's legal or ambiguous. not. It doesn't matter if it's morally or legally ambiguous to them or not. All they care about is getting sticking it to the gay people, basically. That's all they mm-hmm. care about. Oh yeah. No, they don't care. Oh yeah, I know. So it wasn't really anything. Anyway, I want to thank you guys for calling into the show. I really appreciate you, Erica and Richard, calling and talking about this. And I really think that you guys had a lot of great things to say. I really hope also that um, somehow this little bitty tiny show will help people uh, hear the, her story. And also, people will do something about it. And like we said, everybody earlier in the show, those of you listening to archives on podcasts, whatever you're listening to, uh, you can go to once again, you can go to the Free Kate page on Facebook, uh, and you can also go to the. Um, they have a page set up for funding for her legal fees. If you're interested in helping, I'm sure anything that they can get would be uh, appreciated. Uh, and you can go to the Free Free Kate page on Facebook and get that address there as well as sign a petition at change.org slash free Kate. So I want to thank you, Erica. Richard, thank you very much for calling. Uh, everybody well, else. Well, thanks, for, thanks for hosting it, and thanks for You're welcome. talking about it. That was awesome. You're very welcome. It. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, and I will see you guys later. Thanks, and you have a great night. Good night. All right, sounds good. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye-bye. Listening to Off Limits. Liberal, irreverent, oh, and really, really gay.
planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. 